real quick announcement before we get into this week's podcast. Our dear friend, Eric Lieberman. You may know him as an incredible author. He's also a Broadway star. He's also an amazing TV star. And he's one of the deepest spiritual human beings I've ever met in my life. And he is doing this badass channeling and healing circle in Los Angeles. So our LA listeners... This is a treat. It's Monday, May 6th from 7 to 10 p.m. in Los Angeles. Even Coco, my cat, is very excited about she it. Is. And if you want to know more, you can email him at eric, E-R-I-K dot Orion, O-R-I-O-N, at AOL.com. It's so fun. Eric is no joke. And I. Uh, so if you want to take part in this amazing event, that's for all of our L.A. listeners. If you are anywhere else in the world, we have good news for you. On our website, we have a lot of online things available for you. We have, of course, this free podcast. We have a free download to do a morning practice. We also have a free meditation up there for you. And then we also have a few paid things, including our one and only create Let's Play playbook. It is a playbook to your dreams. If you have a dream that you want to make happen, get this book and we will walk you through all the steps. Um, so, so many offerings. And now let's get down to the nitty gritty. Uh, uh, you just need to shake sometimes. Sometimes you just need to shake it out. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it's Let's, let's Play the Great <laughs> Podcast. Sometimes getting the word out of the mouth is the whole deal. I was like, who's Let's Play? He sounds like a good time. <laughs> oh, you have no idea. <laughs> Les was over the other night. Hey, now. Um, if you are new to our podcast, Welcome. We are Kristen and Natalie. We are best friends who like to have conversations about spirituality, creativity, lots of exciting things. We also like to play a whole bunch. So if you are listening for the first time, strap it on your seatbelt or whatever it is you like to strap on because here we go. It's already so sexual, but it's very in alignment with the theme. Sex is very important to today's podcast. That's, uh, this is the R-rated Create Podcast. Uh, no, Kristen and I have a Sunday tradition. We love to get together in the morning, have deep spiritual talks, and we love to go to spinning class. And then afterwards, we usually like to get a smoothie and walk around the Upper West Side. And often we do a podcast, which mm-hmm. is what we're doing today. But on our way, en route to recording this podcast, something magical happened. Can we just rewind a little bit to the end of spin class where I came up to you and I was like, True story, you guys. I go, hey, Natalie. Like, sometimes I like to, in my mind, imagine other careers I could have. And I'd be like, hey, Natalie, if I give up directing musical theater, what if I travel around Europe and make female erotica films that have a deep spiritual message? That feels like a need on the planet, right? And seems like so much fun. And seems so much fun. And uh, and, and then that translated into a conversation between the two of us talking about when you do sometimes what brings you the most joy and is the juiciest, how shame can come up. Absolutely. You can, you can make yourself wrong or take it off the table. So even... Kristen and having the fun, playful notion of it, even just talking about it. Hey, wouldn't this be a funny thing? Or what if I did this in the world? It brought up 
but what if, but then yeah. but you can't really do that, but that's not really a good idea, but that's a crazy thing. And it's just interesting to notice how when a desire comes up inside mm-hmm. of you, we're, we're immediately coming up with excuses or reasons why maybe it's not a great idea. It's not a good thing, or there's something shameful or wrong about it that, that we're actually saying, if we say that our desires are wrong, or perverse or um, not appropriate, then we're ultimately saying that we are. That's right. We are. Because we are sentient beings. What we are here as feeling beings and our desire is what connects us to what we we are here to feel and what we want to feel. I think we are so quick to put a lid on things. And I see that happen all the time. I've always believed that we are given million dollar ideas every day, but we're so quick to put a lid on them. We, We get inspiration, the thing that lights us up. And then all of this sudden that voice of judgment comes down and I think of it as like the critical parent you're like I want two kinds of dessert and that parent is like no right it's so quick that critical uh, voice that that ego voice that wants to say you can't yes and that is often keeping us from living the life that would be the most joyous for us yes that's exactly right so we get into this really fun talk about sex and shame (laughs) Like you do right after spin class. Oh, you know what I'm talking about. You know. And we're walking through the Upper West Side. And as we're walking through the farmer's market, all of a sudden... This um, older woman on a bike. We have to paint the picture. We have to of paint her. the picture. So we're walking past the most beautiful museum with tulips and flowers outside. It's a little bit of a rainy day. We're walking past the beautiful organic farmers market. We had just grabbed an apple slice. We're walking to Kristen's place, and coming towards us on the bike path is is this beautiful older woman in what I think it, it all happened so fast. Yeah, it was like curly, curly hair, curly, kind of like a Kristen esque. Mm-hmm figure and I think she had a yellow hat on. She had a yellow helmet and she had an iridescent purple fanny pack. That's right and a yellow decorated bicycle. Yes. And so she's driving past and as she's going past us on her bicycle she looks at us beaming with smiles and joy and she yells (laughs) better sex better health. And I think I, 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 I screamed out loud, message received. <laughs> and we started, we turned to each other and said, okay, universe, yeah. that we, we got the message and we're laughing hysterically. And as we get to the corner, this gorgeous man Ugh. strolls alongside of us in his beautiful little blazer and his little scarf and his <sighs> luggage. And he pulls up beside us and says... That was amazing. And the three of us start getting into just a funny conversation about how fun this was. Now, I just have to reiterate, even though Natalie's told you, he was so handsome. So handsome. So dapper. His blazer was like cool and like stylish and kind of like London-esque. Yeah, very, very international. So, um... And what did he say? He, he mentioned something about how the guru makes you feel like the message is always for you. Yeah, it always feels personal. So even though she was just yelling at random, for some reason, the three of us really connected joyously to her message and yes. felt like it was just for us. And then all of a sudden, the three of us are having a conversation on the street. Now, these are just people walking past each other that would never have a need to stop and say, hey, who are you? What's going What's on going in your on? life? But because this woman 
in this exuberant expression gave us this offering and the three of us were laughing and having joy about it, we all kind of found each other. So the three of us are now walking down the street, having a conversation. And it started with, he was carrying a luggage and we said, you know, where have you come from or what are you doing? And he said, I've been away for a year and I'm just coming back. And as the conversation went on and on, it turns out, friends, he is a filmmaker and he's been traveling all around the world for the last year making a passion project, an incredible film uh, inspired by the story of his grandmother. And the the film, as he was telling us about it, I mean, we could have been weeping. It just sounds beautiful. And he says, well, what do you do? Kristen says, I'm a director. And I said, I'm an actor. And we got into this very deep, beautiful conversation about creativity standing in front of Kristen's doorstep. That was so magical and inspirational that we said, well, that's what the podcast has to be. Mind you, this just happened. We were like, still like, we, we turned around and we went, what just happened? Like, all is this, it a mirage? It's a mirage. Because all of a sudden, this like very handsome man is <laughs> on the, the street corner with us, talking to us about, are you going to have uh, faith in faith or faith in fear? And that we have the ability as artists and as people to choose what we're believing in. Mm. And we talked about as uh, artists and as people who are doing their passion projects in the world, that actively we get to decide which one we're going to believe in. And then that takes us through. And I was saying that, you know, being a director, it has been this tool that has again and again made my faith get bigger because it has to. That every time that you are stretched, that you're up against the wall, you don't see a way, uh, it gets tough your faith comes in and it start, it, it, it surprises you mm. when there is no way all of a sudden there is an opportunity. There is a door that opens. And just this morning I was walking down the street with Natalie and talking to her about how art continues to be my teacher. Like it is my guru, the way that it is constantly informing me. It is showing me where my leading edge is to grow. And the, 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 I always felt the passion or the desire is there in my heart so that I won't turn away, that I'll keep moving forward. Even when the seas get rough. Mm. I remember one year being really excited because I always pick a word of every year Mm -hmm. and I picked the year of miracles and I thought, well, this is going to be exciting. I'm just going to have the best year ever. Yeah. What happened was that was the year that I had to learn faith because faith was the prerequisite for everything in my life looking like a miracle yeah, and appearing to me like a miracle, but it, it takes, and this is what our new lovely friend, our filmmaker extraordinaire was telling us is that it takes the feeling sometimes of not having something or not being where you are, but having a fervent belief in it to build that muscle of faith. And when the muscle of faith is built, then magic and miracles are just fertile. Yes. The fertile ground for for all of our desires and dreams to grow. But it takes knowing we're not the doer. 
It takes knowing there is something to believe in. And that could be that I believe in love. I believe in service. I believe in the muse inside of me. I believe in this talent. I believe in using art to heal. Whatever it is, if you are going about your dreams or making art from a place that lacks faith, then you can only ever go on your own ambition. And that is a fire that will burn out. Ooh, you have to know that you have a co-creator in the in it with you, yeah. right? And there's a reason that you're on the path. There's that Haviv, Haviv, is I'm saying this right? The poet um, uh-huh. uh, has that, that, that beautiful poem about uh, the place where you are standing, um, that God circled it and put it on the map. Like mm-hmm. wherever you are is where you are supposed to be. That's right. Um, and what a what a powerful thing is to know that this moment was was created with you in mind, and that you have a co creator from which, from which you can move from this place to anywhere it is that you long to be, mm. and that longing itself is holy. And I think the reason you and I love having these conversations is to give people permission to say, "Hey, I am noticing there is a feeling inside of me, there is an impulse, there is a spirit inside." of me that is communicating to me where to go, what to do, what the longing is. And that is information that's holy, powerful information that is meant to direct me. And so instead of turning the volume down on that or finding a way to invalidate that voice, how do I use this as potent, valuable information that wants me to listen to it and take me somewhere I've never been. And that's when life gets to be an adventure and a play in form, right? Where our title comes from, like, let's play is let's go on this wild ride of our spirit and see what it might have for us. And be curious Mm -hmm. and interested and excited about what we don't know. Yes. Um, So just for fun, I looked up the word faith because that feels fun. Uh, And there's so many definitions of faith, and this is so interesting. So the first definition that comes up is a definition of loyalty, which is an allegiance or a duty. And so when we act in faith or are in faith, then we can imagine being loyal to the Dharma that's been put inside of us, that that we are loyal to the talents we've been given and the purpose of our life when we move in faith. Oh, and I love feeling like it is my job to be loyal to that voice inside of me. That's right. You know, one of the things I was sharing this morning was uh, in my life, I have built something uh, because of my own upbringing where I'm often looking for an authority figure to please. Who's that person that I need to please Um, And what that does is it gets me out of listening to my inner voice. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of the healing I'm doing right now is saying it's not about anyone else in the outer world that I need to, to please or make like me or get their approval. There is a voice inside of me that I am learning how to tune out the voices of the world so that I can listen to that voice and be loyal that is my duty is to be loyal to that voice within me. Yeah. Um, and that, it, you know, it's really scary. Yeah. It's a scary thing to do. And sometimes I think we have a difficult time being loyal to our faith because there is no proof mm-hmm. of it. Mm-hmm. And that is the calling of faith. Can you be loyal to what you cannot even see? Can you be loyal to what you may even have doubts 
that is possible. Mm -hmm. And if you can, then it's like you're ready for the manifestation of the faith. Oh, I love that. The second definition that I love is a sincerity of intention. Isn't that beautiful? A definition of faith is a sincerity of intention. I'm sincere in what I intend. I'm sincere in what I create. I'm sincere in my desire for my intended good. Right. It's like saying, I really mean my intention. That's right. Right. I'm not just saying it and then taking different actions that don't align. Uh, I'm congruent. When uh, I say I desire to be a light in this world, uh then when I feel my own darkness, I don't judge myself, but I choose differently. Wow. That's really interesting. It's interesting to notice when I have split intentions. Yeah. Um, like just in, you know, it comes up in, in terms of self-love that yeah. if I say, so I have an intention to love myself and give myself a beautiful life. But then I see when I push myself too hard, mm. right? I see when I start to get into transactionalism with life. Mm. Um, it happens all, a lot around work where all this really, and something I'm actively looking at myself is where am I working too hard trying to get an intended good and in doing so missing the good that is right here, right now. And that is a place where I think that I can get out of um, truly meaning my intention. If my intention is to be present, to be in love of self and love of others, then that means that reigns in this moment over some sort of desired outcome, yes. right? So it comes yes. back to, to to releasing that outcome all the time so that the intention in this moment can stay pure. Do you know what I love about being in partnership is, is for me, when I'm really deeply in partnership with someone, uh, they will give me the truth in a way that I don't always uh, give myself. So the outer reflection. So one thing that's really interesting that my partner and I've been talking about is he said to me, (laughs) joking, but not really, you tricked me. (laughs) What do you mean? And he said, well, when I met you, you were saying life is for joy. Life is for love and enjoyment and presence. And he said, And you teach that. And he said, and I watch you change people's lives by giving them that. And he said, but you don't seem to have that. (laughs) I said, well, yes, we only teach what we're here to learn in the same way a parent who didn't have something in their own childhood, they want to do it different with their kids, right? They want to give their kids what they didn't have. And I can notice for me where my faith gets lost is in my own ability to rest in dissatisfaction. And it's from a place of striving. If things can always be better, if you can always go to the next level, if there's always something else to work at, it starts to create sometimes in me a place that isn't loving and happy and content with where I am because Mm. where I'm going could be so much better. And that always makes me think that is not being sincere and intentional to who I was created as, as already perfect. Ooh, that's so powerful, Matt. It's like 
if you know the universe or higher power divine source of love created this beautiful painting and I walked up to it and just started critiquing all the things that could be better instead of saying look at the masterpiece and how can I be mindful and intentional about seeing the masterpiece that's already been created and life as a masterpiece that has already been created. So instead of getting into the story that I can get into of how could this moment be better, how could I be fixed, how could the circumstance that's coming at me, how could I see it as already good, as already what I need, even if I don't know I need it, and as already in alignment with everything I've already asked the universe for. That's it. The next definition that I love is the firm belief in something for which there is no proof. The firm belief in something for which there is no truth. And one thing our beautiful friend, the fancy filmmaker said to us is, and he looked me in the eyes and it was so beautiful. I was like, am I going to propose to him? (laughs) Uh, He said, I think, aspiring actors, or you could change the word actor to aspiring parent, aspiring chef, aspiring business human being are the most courageous people in the world. Because when you're going after something and there's not yet kind of proof of being good at it or being validated for it, you need faith. Yeah. And didn't he say something like, you know, when you're an actor who hasn't made it yet, Everyone's like quick to like be like, but when you're an actor who makes it, all of a sudden everyone wants to make you a god. Yeah. So the, it's such a huge disparity between mm-hmm. the two. Um, and so pedestal or garbage can, pedestal or garbage can, which was another big th- theme this morning is uh, sometimes a pedestal is just a garbage can that's waiting to happen. I think we might have even talked yeah, about I that think on we the did a podcast. podcast once. Yeah, yeah, where we talked about it, um, and the faith it takes to hold yourself and knowing who you are, no matter what is reflected around you, the inner validation that takes. I've seen you do this with shows beautifully where you hold it with such an open hand that if you're a part of it, you love it. If it goes away, you love it. If it comes back, you love it. If it doesn't, you love it. And you, you don't withhold or manipulate or say, I'm not going to love you unless you stay here or do what I want you to do, where you have faith that whatever the project needs, it will get. And you don't personally, uh, you don't take it personally if you are not the right vessel for it in that moment. Right. And, and I always try to suggest that to artists that I work with as well, of you you will only ever book the jobs that are right for you. You will only have the child that is perfect for you, right? Mm-hmm. And and we can't get it wrong. It's perfectly designed to support us and to grow our faith. I try to do the same thing with partners too, to love them as much as I can when it's time for me to be their partner. And if it's not time for me to be their partner anymore, to know that the divine always knows what they need and they're always led to the perfect place. That doesn't change how I love them. That doesn't change my intention for them. And that is... Uh, comes back to that other um, thing about sincerity of intention. Truly, one thing I've been thinking about and doing my best to work through is, do I love someone when they are making me happy or do I love someone when they are happy? 
And there's a real big distinction there of sometimes we might be in pain and it might feel good to have our partner come be in pain with us. Mm -hmm. And if our partner isn't in pain, we might feel a sense of abandonment that I'm over here in pain and you're over here having joy and fun. And there can be resentment or a trigger around that. But part of the faith that we are building with ourselves is learning how to take care of our own emotional needs. That's right. And that everyone's emotional needs are their own business, right? That we can be here for each other, but that we can't fix each other or make it better, right? That all we can do is really be a witness to what someone else is going through. And it's, it's fascinating because it really empowers the other person to know like, oh, your journey with what you're going through is your journey. Yeah. Yeah. And I can sit here and love you, Yeah, but um, it is your journey and it disempowers you if I try to be the fixer. That's right. And so this brings me um, to uh, the next version of faith, according to the dictionary, complete trust. Now this I love because the word complete is very direct. Mm-hmm. It isn't a sometimes trust. It isn't a trust when things are going well. It isn't a trust that's conditional. It is complete trust, period. Oh, talk to me. Tell me more. So I see this all the time where, and I'll just use an example from, from what I'm seeing in my day-to-day life. Uh, for example, I'm a member of a, a community of actors online that has a Facebook group. And I will see all the time if someone hasn't had a booking in a while yeah. or hasn't had a kind of validation from the outside, there will be a post I don't think I can do it anymore. It's too hard. I think I got to give it up. I, you know, and then the the next kind of sequence of things that happens is a whole bunch of people saying, "Don't give up. You can do it. You know, hang in there. Stay the course." And that same person a week later might say, "Oh my gosh, I booked something. Now I feel amazing. Now I know I'm meant to do this." Now, so the complete trust is conditional. Mm. The complete trust is only based on the fact that you had a win as opposed to based on your love for the thing that you get to do. That's right. That everything really, the way the world works is, I mean, that's by the way, Kristen, what a grandiose statement. I just said the way the world works. That almost, that almost made me like want to like, like give myself a loving and adorable hug. Um, of This is, I guess, here's the question that I'm talking to the universe about. And I feel come up for me in my uh, discussion, inner, inner discussions. If the universe is based on love, where is my heart? Mm. And am I in obedience to my heart? And if not, then aren't I denying how the universe works? I would take this mic and drop it, but then the (laughs) podcast would be over. I know. And then we'd have to go to Best Buy and buy a new mic. Oh, man. So I'm watching the – well, I had this – dialogue uh i've been doing all this inner child work it's like so sometimes i feel like it's so boring right i'm like just i have 20 years of inner spiritual practice i'm so over it already but i was having this like fun dialogue with my inner child this morning and and what was coming up for me so much was like um why do you push me so much Mm. will you please stop will you please just give me a rest will you please listen I can't, I, I feel like you're not listening to me, right? 
this really, and like, uh, and, and then, you know, just noticing like, why, why, why do I push myself so hard? What, what is it that I'm going for? Why don't I slow down? It's like a real deep inner spirit call to slow down and slow down so we can really get back to love. Like the love that is imprinted in my soul from the beginning of time. So that that like, why I came to the planet, what it's here, what I'm here to do and let that love lead me. But it takes a huge dismantling of everything else in order to let the voice of love be heard within us. Mm. And sometimes I think we're so filled with stories of who we should be, what we should want, what our life should look like, that like you need to take like a sledgehammer to this wall of your own expectations on yourself so that you can even hear what it might be that you love. And for me, that is the ultimate act of faith. May I surrender everything that I've built that is masquerading as me so I can know myself as I really am. Well, now I want to drop the mic. (laughs) Now I'm going to throw that mic on the floor. (laughs) Because we spend our lives building identity. Mm -hmm. The first thing someone asks you when they meet you, what is your name? What do you do? Where do you come from? It's all this thing that we've built around ourselves to identify where we fit and who we are and is not the ultimate act of faith to say who am I without all of that it's interesting because many of us are afraid of death Mm -hmm. we don't want to talk about it or think about it and the gift of death is exactly that I had the really profound experience of flying home just in time to see my grandfather before he passed. And I went from the airport straight to the hospital and I went to his bedside and I held his hand and his body was warm and he was there. His, his spirit was still there in his body and you could feel that he was present. You could feel that even though he was in a medically induced coma and he was really a shell He wasn't his body. He wasn't his job. He wasn't a father. He wasn't a grandfather. He wasn't a husband. He was a body in a bed. Mm -hmm. And there was an animating force, an essence that was present. The next morning, he passed, and I was sitting in the same chair beside the same body. And it was gone. And there was no difference In both circumstances, there was this body that looked exactly the same. But on the Tuesday body, there was a breath. And on the Wednesday body, there was an absence. And it was so powerful to sit in the space and hold his hand still. And feel what that felt like to say, oh, this form, this body, this identity, that's what seems to be left here. And none of it was that animating force. That force, that thing that I loved is now something else. It's moved somewhere else and it has nothing to do with this body 
or the job he worked or the identity he had or that he liked to play guitar. It had nothing to do with any of that. There is an essence, a spirit, a soul, a life force, a prana, a chi that is the animating human spirit that is underneath this cloud of identity that we build for ourselves. And the beautiful grace of being alive and being a human being, I feel like is the process of building up everything we are not to then drop it so we can get who we really are. And I feel like the gift of spiritual awakening is that we get to know what we really are before the moment of death. A hundred percent. So beautifully said. And it just, what comes up for me is here's this beautiful spirit that's inside of me. There's an animating force that is in me now and one day won't be. And the gift of my life is to be in communion with this spirit and find out who is this inside of me. Right. What? And it chose this body. Yes. It, it's like it went to the car lot of mm-hmm. human beings yes. and chose this vehicle mm-hmm. to come in because it had shit to do. Yeah. It had stuff to experience. It wanted to come down here and go on adventures and play and explore and feel and taste and touch. And it chose this vehicle to do it all in. So the gift of our life is to say, I have enough faith to spend my life doing that. Yeah. And to keep asking questions. Who are you? What what do you want? What are you into? What are you into? What did you come here to do? What are you curious about? There's that great, uh, have you listened to that that Oprah, um, it's Elizabeth Gilbert's super soul talk on curiosity Mm -hmm. about how she talks about, you can just follow that thing inside of you that says, hmm, what about over here? Mm. Oh, I'm curious about this. And I love when Abraham Hicks says, you can never get it wrong and you can't get it all done. Mm. All right. So doesn't that make you feel like our little sweet friend who had the impulse to yell joyously, Yes, have lots of sex and have a good life. And, and what was interesting is what you heard. Yes. What our new friend heard and what I heard were slightly different versions of whatever she actually said. That's true. We all got the message that we needed no matter what life presented. So when life presents you with something, you can take it as an opportunity to grow your faith or you can take it as an obstacle. You get to hear whatever you want. Oh, I love that life is always talking to us. I love that there's this kind of two-way conversation. You know, if we think about the spirit within, that there is this animating force within me that wants to tell me secrets, that wants to tell me things, that wants to light up my life and go on adventures and mess it all up. There's this thing inside of me. And there's also this force out here in the world that is also having a conversation with me. So there's this two-way conversation happening and it takes a listening to go oh what are you saying out there what am I getting from out here okay now what's coming up from in here and where is there a dialogue that wants to lead me somewhere and I don't know about anyone else but I always feel like my deepest human need 
is to be seen and heard. Mm. I always feel like in every relationship, in every conversation, in every project, I just want my expression, the expression of my animating force, to be seen and heard. And I don't even care if people value it. I just want it to be seen and heard. So sometimes in communication, the best thing you can say to someone is, I hear that. And even reflect back. So what I heard you say is. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes when someone's triggered or upset, if you just say, I hear you saying you're Mm -hmm. upset because of this. And I hear how much that hurts you. And this is what I'm hearing. Did I get that right? Oftentimes the level of stimulus and reactivity the person is feeling will really go down because the deep human need to just be seen and heard. And I really am in my own life thinking how much that desire is about the animating force inside me saying, I just want you to see and hear me. It's not about you being seen and heard in the outer world. I have something to tell you and it's awesome and I just want you to get it yeah listen listen and and all of a sudden it's not going to matter what happens out there when we really get down with what's going on inside and are we ready for the final dictionary definition of faith yes so this is a little different this isn't about faith itself but it's about on faith and it says without question When you take something on faith, you take it without question. And so much of the time we receive, go this way, do this thing. And the first thing we do is question it. And that can be the indicator of, I just moved out of faith and into control. I just moved out of faith and into fear. I moved out of faith and into doubt. And if my only job is to stay in alignment with faith, then when I receive what that animating spirit, that inner voice, that quiet stillness says, go this way, do this thing, book that trip, go that way, now try this. When I hear it, it's an act, a profound act of faith to accept without question. And we always say, how's not my job and why is not my business? Why is not our business? Our job is to say, received and go. Mm -hmm. You know, it really makes me think I had this really funny moment when I was home with my dad. I love my dad so much. I've told so many great dad stories on this podcast. We were out. He has this kind of like four-wheeler side-by-side thing. It's kind of like this like big four-wheeler that has a cage on it. it. And uh, I said, dad, let's go for a spin. So we're driving on the trail and dad looked at me and he said, well, you don't have to stay on the trail. You can drive wherever. And there like big twigs and sticks and rocks and I just trust my dad and I took it without question and all of a sudden we're like off-roading and I'm like driving over trees and there's twigs everywhere and then we get to the end and there's this huge snowbank and then a ditch and then almost a 90 degree to go back up from the ditch onto the road and we're standing my dad and I in this little machine overlooking this kind of cliff and dad looked at me and he said, I think you can do it. Oh, and I, and without question, I looked at dad and I said, do I go fast or slow? He started laughing. He said, well, I wouldn't go fast. (laughs) (laughs) And there was this moment where there's a choice, fear or faith. And if my dad had had any hesitation of like, well, I don't know, maybe it's not a good idea. Then 
you know, I would have backed out. But there was something about my dad looking in my eyes and said, oh, I think you can do it. Oh. I ran through that ditch and up the road. And and there was a, a freedom in just saying, I'm going to take it without question. I'm going to take it on faith. And I did it not because I believed in myself and my ability to do it. I did it because my dad believed in me. And I think about the divine, the source of the universe as the dad, the mom, the presence that is looking at us at every second saying, you so got this, you have no idea. Yeah. And so if sometimes having faith in ourselves feels too much, then we can have faith in the one that made us. Yes. In the source that animated us because it knows yeah. It didn't make any mistakes. You can like step outside your body for a moment and imagine yourself as the loving parent who's saying, you got this. Here we go. Let's see what happens. Um, I looked up that uh, poem. Yes. Thank you. That Havif's poem. It's called The Place Where You Are Now. The place where you are right now, God circled on a map for you. Wherever your eyes and arms and heart can move against the earth and the sky, the beloved has bowed there. Our beloved has bowed there knowing you were coming. I could tell you a priceless secret about your real worth, dear dear pilgrim, but any unkindness to yourself, any confusion about others will keep one from accepting the grace, the love, the sublime freedom divine knowledge always offers to you. Never mind, Hadith, about the great requirement this path demands of the wayfarers, for your soul is too full of wine tonight to withhold the wondrous truth from this world. But because I am so clever and generous, I have already clearly woven a resplendent lock of his tresses as a remarkable truth and a gift in this poem for you. Mm. Isn't that beautiful? Beautiful. That there is um, a divine knowledge of how beautiful and worthy and full of value we are, treasures the divine always wants to whisper to us. It's just there saying, oh, you're a miracle. You're so beautiful. You're an everlasting well of the, the aurora borealis, like colors and um, dazzling visions. It all comes from within you. You are here to be in awe of who you were created as. Mm. Let all of that tumble out of your feet. Mm. It is a beautiful universe. And this world is full of flowers and trees and life and breath and sky and love. And of all the things that have ever been created, you were a priority to create. Anything could have been painted. Anything could have been molded. Anything could have been created. And you, exactly as you are, were made. And it is the great gift of your life to take a step in faith, to be curious, and to fall in love with the beautiful piece of art that you are. Mm. 
So wherever you are right now, just wrap your arms around yourself and you can say, I have faith in you. I have faith in who you were created to be and I have faith in that inner voice inside of you that is whispering. Where are you going next? What wonderful thing wants to happen? (laughs) What are the strangers biking down the street (laughs) going to yell at you? Hmm. And what beautiful human might you stumble upon that will tell you exactly what you need to know? And friends, if you thought it couldn't get any more woo-woo, the film that our dear friend just made is about someone who loses their hearing but develops a new relationship with sound. It's time to develop a new relationship with you. This is the beginning. Step forward in faith and have fun playing that game. Thank you so much for listening. We love to feel like we have friends all over the world in you who are committed to doing their dream on the planet. And if you like this podcast and you want to find out more about what we're doing or who we are, our pop-up classes, our online classes, you can check all of that out at thecreateseries.com. And if you want to be part of our Facebook community, you can go to the Create Community page. That's C period R period E period A period T period E period community. And if you loved this podcast, why not share it with a friend? 